Okay, so we're live. We're live. Okay. How's it going? Uh, let me share it everywhere and tag everyone. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? How's everybody happening? Uh, I'm Oklahoma Ward, writer director of uh, Call or Die, and uh, Call or Die Two, the uh, trilogy series coming up, and then uh, uh, y'all, y'all go right ahead. <laughs> I'm Nicole Alonzo, and I play Tank in Call or Die and Call or Die. Two coming up. My name is uh, David Weld, uh, filmmaker. Recent thing is a uh, Crime Lord uh, series. Uh, yeah, short sweet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it has been. Uh, hey, Damage Queen. Yeah, uh, it has been a while. I know on our front over here, uh, it's just been um, buckling down and working on the uh, series. Uh, just doing the editing and and all that type of process. And uh, hey, John, how's it going? Going good. We're doing well. I'm almost done tagging. Hold, just give me. Just sharing at the moment. Yeah, I think what. Uh, oh, hey, Sally. Hey, Sally. Hey, John. Hey, Damage Queen. Good to see everyone. We yeah, it's been a minute since oh, we did yeah, release. Everybody's so. jumping on. That's pretty cool. Um. Yeah, I think uh, I think we haven't spied. Dave, I know David and I haven't spoke. I guess probably two weeks now, or I don't know when was the last one we did this. Yeah, the last time we done this, yeah, was two or three weeks, probably three, yeah. maybe three weeks. Yeah, and uh, so I think we were gonna. I think one of the topics that we said that we were gonna uh, touch on as uh, artists slash filmmakers and all of this is uh, NFTs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know about you guys, but um, for me, it took me a while to sort of grasp and understand the intricacies of what those actually are. Um, and I, I mean, I just feel like there's so much to understand. And it, in one way, it is simple, but in another way, just figuring out like how to actually sell them and make money and all that kind of stuff, which I think I'm still figuring out really, um, just as far as like, how do you promote them properly? And where do you put them up and all that, all those kind of things. I don't know how you guys feel about that stuff, but, or what? Yeah, how much, how, I know, I know you guys have been, um, I mean, I've had about NFTs for the last year or 18 months, but I never really paid much yeah. attention until the last probably month. Mm -hmm. um, and then I dived fully into, into it and I watched about 50 YouTube videos yeah. of people yeah. that are actually using them. Um, and then I had a wake up call, I went, Oh fuck! You know, yeah. I had that moment recently, like a ten days ago, two weeks yeah. ago. Um, but I never really, I kind of dismissed. I never really took much attention to it. Um, but the way that I feel with NFTs is, to me, I had that oh fuck moment when I had fifteen years ago when I first realised that video would be go online and watching computers and maybe that's the bit. That's the same time that I had that moment. That I had this. Which seems yeah. quite dramatic, um, but for the last eighteen months, I've heard about them, but I haven't really paid much attention. You know. Yeah, they're. Uh, what's your feeling? Um, her her uh, her pop uh, introduced us to them about five years ago, but again, you know how you are when you're headed down one path, you hear about something and you go, "Oh yeah, I'll I'll jump into that." Hi, Dad. And. Um, we made a small investment like five years ago 
which today... But that was Bitcoin. It wasn't necessarily NFTs at that point. I think he told us... Yeah, that was Bitcoin. Bitcoin. NFTs yeah. really took off in 2017, really started to come in, you know. Right. Like four years ago. Yeah. And, and well, yeah, that's where I was kind of headed to, which was, you know, that was Bitcoin at the time. <laughs> and the way we kind of felt about it was, well, this is, uh, you know, uh, this is an opportunity for people... Uh, who use money to make money Thanks for selling. and uh it was then about two years later uh that we saw what kevin smith and some other filmmakers were doing on how they were navigating nfts to work with movies you know kevin smith funded that movie and then he got in a whole bunch of trouble uh with it and uh, so then he came back around and he's doing it again with NFTs. You know, he did that online funding and he raised a bunch of money on Kickstarter and made a movie and got a whole bunch of trouble for it. Uh, and then he decided to do it again with NFTs and NFTs allowed him to do it the way he was wanting to do it, where the people actually own it. They, you know, a whole bunch of people for a small amount of money because he, he sold off seconds of the movie to fans there's like 10,000 fans that own his movie now. Um, and and when they sell it, they're all going to get a portion of it. And, and you know, it's this isn't the type of platform we could go on for hours and hours on why NFTs are great for investors is because you can't get screwed on an NFT because it's, it's a it's a digital program. Like there's no way to steal it. There's Yeah, the blockchain is like forever. The so, blockchain is forever. Can't, it can't be Yeah, changed. yeah. And um, how that works with filmmakers, in my experience so far, is hi Briella. Uh, the irony is, you're right. I mean, it's it's almost. I would say it's almost within the next six months, we're already going to be behind the curve if you don't jump onto it now and get into it. Like it's it's like at that pivot. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but I think it's. I, hey, I think I think. The, uh, if people jump on now, it's the gold rush, and that's the wrong time. Because when the internet started, the internet had a dot-com bubble burst. Everybody was investing in the internet. People lost a lot of money, and you know, and, and then people said, "Oh, it's going to," and it went bust. But the internet survived, and the internet thrived and grew. We know that we're here, right? The same is happening with NFTs. There's crazy amounts of money going about, right? There's going to be a burst with that. This is the wrong time to put money, and I think it's going to level it. And it'll be there forever, you know, and it'll grow oh, and it'll be like the internet. That's the way that it'll go. It's it's crazy money at the moment. And I think that's the that's why I've no I've got no rush to get in. I'm playing the long game here rather than the quick, oh buy my shit and it may be worth something. And no, that's well, gonna that's, fuck people up, you know. And you and, you, and you're, you're, worry, you're that's exactly what I was gonna say, which is when I say behind the curve, I mean now's the time to learn it. Uh uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because to me, yeah, I, I, I haven't, I, I haven't learned about it from the filmmaking community. I've learned about it from the music and the art community. The filmmaking Absolutely. community, the technology to me are always a way behind. They're always fucking slow. The music industry, the art industry, the porn industry are always a way ahead. They always yeah. innovate faster. Filmmakers are always dusty. They want to win awards. They want to go win bathes. They want to go to <laughs> fucking Oscars. Yep. They don't look at the technology right away. They take fucking so long. You know, so I look at the people that are actually using it and the people that I've been watching is the art community and the music community in the last few months. Yeah. And it's yeah. them that I've learned from, you know. 
And well, it's kind I, of set yeah, up also for, for something like that really well. And I, I know the film community could figure out how to make it work for them. But as far as like music artists and stuff to do like your songs or you can sell like passes for lifelong passes for fans that they can always own this pass and like things like that are a good way that m the musicians have sort of integrated this NFT into their brand and it just works really really well like really smoothly that way well and so figuring me, out how to do that with film i think is like he's I no i think it's i think it's very simple with film i think oh, yeah, it's very I simple do. with film i do too um I, look the thing that woke me up probably one of the people was a uh, is it people you know yeah. who's an artist yeah right and for people and look for it let's just say for people that are watching this that don't know what nfts are which i didn't know until a few weeks ago a few months ago what the fuck is an nft you know it's um you know it's basically the blockchain is a whole database and a whole like ledger you know that, that's what bitcoin is and ethereum yep. is a whole world that you know it basically gives you a token a certificate to say you you own this if you buy this you can own this and nobody's got a copy of it you know right. and uh -huh. when i saw people and um, people is a guy that's an artist who made a pic a digital picture every day piece of artwork for 14 years every single day it never made a penny he never made he done you know he done corporate gigs with his art to make money but every single day he made a piece of art it took him two hours he put it on instagram um and for 14 years he never knew it was before social media he was making never made any money before nfts and then everybody kept on saying to him you need any nfts nfts and he ignored it and then he looked at it and that was only about a year ago or something last year lockdown you know yeah. and basically he put on his artwork on OpenSea. OpenSea is a platform yeah. where you can sell the NFT content, whether it's pictures, whatever, you know, music, whatever, artwork. So he sold, I don't know how many exactly, you know, but he sold like a dollar each, his artwork, right? And it exploded because he's, look, he's got a big social following. That's the main thing, of course. You still have to build a social following. You can't get away from that shit. He had a big social following. So everybody bought a piece of artwork for a dollar. And then within a few days, people were reselling the app for uh, for twenty thousand dollars, three hundred thousand dollars went through the roof. And then, of course, that led to him taking all those pieces and put them into a, you know, what, what do you call it, mosaic? What do you call that thing with all the apps in one picture? Mosaic. You know, yeah. um, like a collage type thing. And he sold that at Christie's for sixty five, uh, seventy million dollars. Yeah. Which is fucking insane for a JPEG, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then people say that guy's crazy that paid 70 million dollars he's a lunatic he's a jpeg and you can copy that and whatever um but the guy is predicted to sell it for a billion you know soon you know yeah now yeah. at the point of threat people start kind of get their heads around nft but well what, what is the exciting part if you take it to the level we're not going to be people's because you are a fan base right but if you're a small fan base if you take it right down um the beauty of the whole thing is that if somebody buys your digital poster, we can go into the side in a minute where, how does that work? It's not like a yeah. physical product. But if somebody, say, buys your, uh, a, you know, your original poster, uh, like, say, you've got 20 different special editions of Crawler Die poster. Say somebody buys it for $10, right? Right. On OpenSea, say, right, okay, and I'm going to buy it for $10. And as your fan base grows over time, somebody goes well there's only 25 editions of those or one editions of those then they offer the buyer 
I'll buy it for fifty dollars, or I'll buy it for you know five hundred or thousand dollars. It gets resold each time, and every time it gets resold, the creator gets ten percent. You know, yeah. yeah. So basically, the supporters and the fans can make money by reselling, and the creator always gets ten percent. So people put his artwork on for a dollar each. Now, all those people that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars for his artwork, he's getting ten percent for every single one of them for his life. You know. Yeah. Which is resi res residuals, which has never existed really outside songwriting, whoever owns the song publishing rights. So there's all those elements where the beauty of it is that creatives can earn, but also people that support creatives can earn as well. They can either hold on to the content or they can resell it. And it's very transparent on OpenSea. You can see where it's resold. Somebody buys it, pushes a button, you get the money. So if you buy something one day for ten dollars, it's a possibility you could send it, sell it for a hundred dollars the following week. If somebody's got a huge fan base. There's a possibility you could sell it for two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk. To prove the point, is not an artist. Gary Vaynerchuk yeah. is an entrepreneur, businessman online. He's very well known. He was sitting doing artwork, doodles like drawing little fucking pigs and cats and dogs <laughs> and shit. <laughs> and I kept on zoning it. And you know how much I like Gary Vaynerchuk, but I just didn't watch his shit for a few months. It was like, what the fuck is he doing sitting doing little doodles? <laughs> he was doing little doodles of cats and he set up V-Friends, basically NFTs, and to prove a point as well. Now, those NFTs sold at Christie's for $1.2 million. The 30, it's 35000 to buy a fucking doodle, you yeah. know, yeah. because yeah. it came for Gary V, you yeah. know, and it's on the blockchain and it's an original piece of artwork. And people are saying, well, that works shit. It doesn't matter if it's shit. It's came from him. People buy it because it's came from him. So, you know, there's a lot more to it than that because people ask, well, how can something be worth something when it's digital? But that's where that Bebo character artwork, he could never sell digital art until a year ago. Um, with digital art, now as in Christie's, it's just as valuable, probably more valuable. Um, and it's not just art. It's on the blockchain that can be property. Because if you've got to sell property, you've got deeds and agents and all people to go through. That's but right. if you're on the blockchain, you get a, a link and a, a token that says, no, this you are the fucking owner. This is impossible to fake this. Yeah, yeah I so people are going to sell property. Like the housing industry was looking into getting into that or they might already be into that as far as selling their like homes and, and shit through the blockchain just because it is so legally binding and yeah. easy to follow. Not like you can't change anything or... Yeah, yeah. The so. people at filmmakers are talking about financing their films, and people say, say like, if you put on, say, right, you're going to put your film on there. People think that you put the film on there. You don't actually put the film on there. You can put a link to the film. It's actually the the, the rights. It's not the rights. You don't sell the rights. But example, say that you wanted to sell a film on there, and you say, I'm going to send, I'm going to sell it to a hundred people. You know, or one person. Um, I've lost my train. I thought, what the fuck I was saying. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. This is it. This is it. Put it this way: If somebody says to me, "Do you want to buy a part of my film?" and it's an independent filmmaker, I go, "If you can't sell the film, how the fuck am I going to make any money for it? Well, am I going to try and sell digital downloads and whatever? No, I don't want a piece of your fucking film, you know, right? And we know that, you know, because it's hard enough to sell a film. But if somebody's selling a film and they start to become hot, then when you bought a piece of the film, say you spent a hundred dollars, when other hundred people are a thousand dollars, right? And if that film starts to do well, or if you the film doesn't do well, but the filmmaker's career starts to do well, 
that film is going to become hot and somebody's going to come in and buy on open sea. You paid a hundred dollars for that. Can I, I'll, I'll pay, I'll pay you five hundred dollars. I'll pay you a thousand dollars. That's where they can make money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There was another film. <clears throat> That's where they make money. Yeah, there was an independent was... film like when we were looking into it that that sort of did it that way. They literally sold off like one minute at a time of their film to fund their whole film, and people just yeah, it's kind of reminds me of like Kickstarter, except you know they're selling just one minute of their film, and they what, what was it? <coughs> was it? Three million. Yeah, it was like three million dollars, and it was this independent film, and they funded the whole thing. Yeah, and the way it's different can kickstart as well because with kickstart you kind of sell investments, right? Right. This is this is this really is an investment. This really is that um, you can actually make money. It's not like um, you're just supporting the filmmaker. This is why anything that you can give a supporter much more incentive is much more attractive. Look. What I've done, there's a, there's a few pieces of artwork that I'm interested in with people online. I've, I've been following them on Twitter, right? And maybe next month they've got a lot of pieces of artwork, right? And I might buy a couple of pieces, right? But what I'm doing is I'm following the social media streams and I'm going on there and saying how active are they are in social, how active are they are on their career, how active, because if I buy a piece of artwork at $100, right, and then they're actually not pushing to grow, that artwork's not going to be worth shit. Yeah. Right. But if they're out there pushing and pushing and they're going to grow, and I can see in three years' time that I think they're going to be big, I know that somebody's going to buy that piece of work off me for $500 or $25,000. So it's yeah. done at the individual. It's not just that it's investing in the individual. So if I'm going to buy a piece of art, I want to see all the social media. I want to see who this motherfucker is. I want to see if they are hardcore. I want to see if they're putting a career out there. And then this is, this is the beauty of this, right? If you if you bought a piece of content for your creator, whether it's a filmmaker, an artist, or a musician, and you see they've gone somewhere and you've invested a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, what are you gonna do? You're gonna promote the fuck out of them. Yeah. Because you want your investment to go up. Do you know what I mean? You exactly. want your you want somebody to buy maybe your investment in the future. So you're gonna help promote them. So a few times a week you're gonna go, I'm gonna plug them because I want them to be bigger and bigger. Cause then I can go to open sea and I can look and I can see my investments going up and up and up because they're becoming bigger. So yeah. it also incentivizes the actual supporters to plug the creators, you know, which is happen yeah. which is exactly what happened with people as well, you know. Yeah, I think it's I think it's uh I, th I think it's twofold. I think there's two I think there's two ways that people approach it. I think that there's people who approach it as an investment, and then there's people that uh, I have a, a friend. He's never yeah, yeah. this. Uh, he just does digital artwork, and there are people that just love his digital artwork, and because that artist can still sell his digital artwork. And still make money off of it, but he's selling off just the digital rights for online. It's like if, yeah. if uh, like you know, uh, the, those filmmakers that filmed out um, one minute of their movie at a time, uh, he still gets to sell the movie, and he still gets <coughs> to make all the money off the movie. Those people aren't; they, they can't keep him from selling it or anything. All they no, own no, is no. online yeah. only. That's all you know, just digitally. And 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 you can put in the blockchain whether they're allowed to make T-shirts out of it, uh, or you can say they're not allowed to sell it on T-shirts or anything else. They can't reproduce it. Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes the artist uh, you don't sell the right. You, when people buy, like, say, if people are going to own a part of your movie, they don't own the rights. Right. You know, 
that's what a generalised thing. You don't own the rights. You don't know if it gets remade. You don't own the rights. You own the part of the film or content, a piece yeah. of art. You own that. Whatever revenue can come from that, and that a lot of the revenue is usually from the reselling it on. But what you were saying is that people will buy, they'll buy art right because an investment, and then you'll buy get some people buy art because they want to support the creator and they, they believe in the art. Absolutely. But yeah. there was an interview with Gary Vaynerchuk, and he was doing a, a, a talk. Um, we are an artist um, community the other day, and they were basically saying they were so excited because they were saying people like Snoop Dogg was buying. There's a thing called Crypto Punks, yeah. and Jay Z had bought a Crypto Punk, and a Crypto Punk is about fucking half a million dollars for a little JPEG fucking size that's on your Twitter, right? <laughs> and they were saying, oh, he was he was saying to Gary V, um, oh, it's, I think people. Are, they're not just buying for investments, they're buying because that crypto punk looked like them and they really loved the art and they really loved it. And it's like he was like, cut the fucking shit. <laughs> Jay-Z buys for investments, Snoop Dogg's buys for investments, but he says that's okay because it still it still supports the creator. That's right. I don't care if somebody buys something they want to think that maybe three years' time they're gonna make money out of you. That's okay because that works for me, that works for the creator. I don't give a shit if it's a portfolio investment for them or whether they really believe in you. But I think if they believe in you as well, I'm not going to invest in somebody if I don't believe in them. So it's both, you know, if I invest $100 in somebody, I've got to believe in them and I've got to think in the future. you got to make a bit of money at that as well. It's both. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I don't either. I, I, I think they're two very valid uh, uh, new opportunities uh, especially for artists, but again, you're right. Uh, it always seems like, actually, I think musicians uh, figure it out even before artists do. When I say artists, I mean print uh, paintings, etc. Filmmakers always seem to be followed up on on the end of it. Um, but I will say this: one thing that we've learned is, uh, again, Nikki and I had to sit down and figure out, okay. Why are we doing this? Because if we're doing this for investors, in our experience, uh, you've got to put as much work into promoting that you have an NFT out there for those investors to even know who you are and figure out what you're about. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. if you're doing it just to put your artwork out there and go, well, if fans of ours want to do it, that's fine, too. But uh, what we've learned is if we're going to do it and try to hit investors, we have to, I mean, look, there are, there are right now 12 huge <coughs> magazines for NFTs and they are six months out. You have to send them your promo package for them to promote and talk about you. And they're six months out. That's how, again, it's that thing to where I go, people have to understand if you, if you think you're just going to make a, a GIF and put it out there and go, there it is, I want to make 100000 No, no. Uh, if yeah. you're not Jay-Z, no. uh, and even if you do something that's great, you better know how to promote it to the investor groups or to get on the radar because, look, we we went to we, – we've done what? OpenSea and what's the other one we did? We put ours on Mintable. Um, Mintable. Only because there was no gas fees up front for Mintable. But right. on, on OpenSea there are. Yeah, Basically, because there's a lot of fees pay. to it. It's a pay of fees. And OpenSea, the gas fees have changed. You can Is it Polygon or something? 
you can you can get on free and not see now. Yeah, the last I checked know. when we listed just here recently was you pay on, on OpenSea, you have to pay gas fees for like your first listing and then the rest of them are, are, are free. Are free. Um but, but I don't know, maybe it's fee. even yeah, you well you, you get charged it. a fee when you sell it. And uh what we learned Back is to what you're saying about Back to what you were saying and that you've got to promote. That's the way anything. Whatever you do, whatever platform you've got to promote. Absolutely. That, right? yeah. here's, here's, a, here's a thing, right? Here's a thing. I think you get more an incentive to get your work out there and create and promote. If Here's here's an example. Years ago when I started making films, when you make your first film, you're really naive because if I can just make this film, yeah. and people are going to get it to the world and distribute yeah. it, and this is going to be my shot. And then yeah. you realise, no. Right, and then when the internet world came in, if I just make this film, oh, I can make this film. I can get a DSLR. I can shoot. I can edit it. I can get it online. People can buy it and downloads, and I'm going to make a fucking ton of money. It's going to be wonderful. Exactly. Right? <laughs> then you realise no, right? <laughs> um, then you realise oh, I can go on YouTube and I can make demonstration videos and I can I can make tons of those and I'm going to make money for advertising and YouTube. Unless you're a full time YouTuber, you yeah. go. Fucking no. The money from YouTube is very small, right? So what it does is that when you're going to make something, it kind of way takes the incentive out and the fire in your belly to make something because you know at the other end, there's no dream there. You know, there's no... But if you know that you make something and you can get it on a platform and the more you promote and the more you fire out more content and more work and if you do pieces of art and whatever, that you can actually build, even if it's one person at a time, to me, that's much more of an incentive to actually, yeah. which it helps in production than it is with the other routes. You know, it does with me. It makes me want to create a lot more. You know, oh, absolutely. when I saw that. That's the first thing that came into my head. I want to create tons of fucking stuff. Yeah. And then the other thing you were saying about, this is what I'm talking about at the moment. There's this gold rush at the moment where people are going online and just creating fucking shit to try and make money. That's a loser's game. You're a fucking loser. Some people will make money because it's a hustle, right? It's a loser's game. That's why that guy, Artist Bebo, was making stuff for 14 years without even thinking of selling anything. We've been making films for years without the thought of fucking yeah. these NFT platforms, and we'll continue that way. Um, so I've got tons of content and already there, tons of content I'm going to make. Yeah. If you're going to go in there and make, try and make a quick buck, you're going to fucking fail. Do you know what I mean? So that's the beauty of that if you're always a creator anyway, and you're always creating, you're already, even if you're gathering one person at a time, one supporter at a time, you're already in a decent place to start it, you know? Yeah, I think, I you think know. again, uh, you know, it, it's that thing that we always talk about. You, things are going to, things just organically weed themselves out. You can tell the people that are in these things to make money. There'll be a small percentage of them that can. Everybody else will be on there just creating stuff to make money, they're going to fall off because it takes work. And if you don't love what you're doing, you're not going to do it. It's yeah, you should be in this it. game if, you do, if you're afraid of work. No, you should be in this yeah. game. You're never going to get anywhere anyway, whether it's NFTs or self well, what I, whatever. That's not yeah. we, already, we, we already know that. You know. What I think yeah. is great about it is you're right. I think it's an extremely exciting opportunity, especially for people like you and me and Nicole, because we already we already have a ton of content. I mean, and and, yeah. and putting it up now. What I well, again, what I did learn is we had a bunch of fans that came in and grabbed stuff, but it's still it doesn't matter that we have all this content out there. 
and we have a CV that proves that we're in this and we've been doing this and we're not going to stop doing this, still have to get on their radar because when we went to open sea, we were one of millions of things out there. Yeah, but, abs abs but absolutely. And people are saying saturated, but this is the point, right? The more individual and the more fucking weird you can be, yes. the more different and the more individual you can be, the more that you build that niche one person at a time. It doesn't matter about the fucking noise. You I, know. I agree. <coughs> Apple built from a niche, you know. Yep. Um the point is you forget the noise. You only need to worry about the noise if you're creating work that's the same as everybody else and that's doing right. the same stuff as everybody else. That's when you yeah. need to worry, which a lot of people are, you know. Um no, I agree. I agree. Uh, and, and I think um, it's exciting for people like us because uh, it's not realizing that this new opportunity is out there and then rushing out to try and make something to jump in on that train. It's like, well, wait a minute. We've got all this content. Hell, let's start building yeah. our page and putting it out there. And, and the irony is uh, what has made it unstressful for us getting into this realm is we're going hey we'll put it out there and and our focus isn't our focus right now is not to make that work because you know we're we're working on trying to make the movie work you do what you're doing anyway a little yeah. bit of freedom for us because if we didn't have this movie i know what we'd be doing we'd be focused and i'm not saying this is a bad thing but we'd be focused on how can we make the nfts work to fund what, what we want to do. Right. And so in one sense, it's a little bit of freedom on twofold. One, we already have a, a ton of content that's really good that, you know, has just sitting here on hard drives because what the fuck are we going to do with it? You know, like, I've got 25 posters over the years. I've got trailers from over the years and Jip, what am I going to do with them? You know, I mean, they're, they're going to sit here. I can put them out there in the world every once in a while, use them for promoting the movie. But I'm going, now we have another opportunity. We can put those out there as NFTs and let fans or investors grab a part of it and own it. And that's great uh, because I know you, what, oh my God, you've been doing this, what, 25, 30 years of content? <laughs> you know? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> 10 years I was in. 10 years I was in. A, 10 years I don't remember because I never made films. It was just in a gutter with Jack Daniels. <laughs> um, probably probably since uh, I came to use guys a couple of years before that was the real me really kind of moving and I've had mops and downs but the years before that was the, the Jack Daniels years and you fucking know what I drank, I drank, I drank plenty of Jack Daniels in Oklahoma well but, but, but my point is this I go you know to me it's really it's really exciting because it, it is a it is another opportunity that's actually a really good opportunity for filmmakers, especially <coughs> independent filmmakers. Um, most filmmakers are not taking it. Most filmmakers are not listening to it at the moment. I know. They're always I know. Slow, and I understand it because I've been slow as well. I get it. I've been slow as well. They don't really. That's why 95% of the documentaries that I watch are about hip-hop, rap, the music industry in the 80s. Where everybody was always evolving, evolving. You don't really see that in the filmmaking community. They don't evolve the same, you know. Um, 
So I've always watched stuff that's to do with art and music and everything else because they've always pushed the boundaries. Filmmakers have always, I think it's filmmakers have always got that incentive to try and fucking win awards and be Oscars and shit. That's always clouded shit. You know, they don't yeah. really innovate the same, you know. Well, because, for me, I mean, I'm more, you know. To me, I've always been amazed by musicians in this aspect. I mean, their stuff is literally put out on the airwaves for free. I mean, once cassette tapes came around where the public could record stuff off the radio like they had to be like even film the movie industry figured out you know how to get it out on vhs tapes and everything and still monetize it like how were the bands going to compete with that you know and so they figured it out <clears throat> and it just kept growing I remember when napster came around and everything <laughs> they figured it out the filmmakers still have it. We're still going. I got to give it to Hollywood because I got to get it to Sundance. I got to get. Yeah, yeah, no, fuck it. It's still yeah. it's like dusty. There's, there's dust everywhere. We film it. It's always yeah. dusty. And even like the big filmmakers, when new technology comes out or new ways of doing things, they fight it. They're like, I don't. Oh, yeah. I only want to yeah. use them. Or like, yeah. even watching who yeah, I respect right. greatly, but even watching Tarantino try to fight this whole. People wanting to watch films at home. He's like trying to go out and yeah. do interviews and be like, go to see it at the theaters. I'm like, dude, it's not, they're, they're going to watch them at home. So either you're going to figure it but out. The, point, and well, the thing about Tarantino thing I was talking about, when I was young, I mean, it's a different conversation here, but just briefly, when I was young, the classic <laughs> movies that I've seen, Taxi Driver and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's yeah. Nest and D Hunter, I saw on VHS. I didn't see them in cinema. The yeah. movies I saw in the cinema were Close Encounters, a lot of bad B movies. In the seventies and Superman, but what I saw the best, the best, what I call the best movies, and The Godfather were on VHS, and then I saw them in independent cinemas. But after, but the buffer that I saw was in VHS and a fucking square box on yeah. television, yeah. you know, which you could class as Netflix or Amazon. For if sure. kids sure. today see things first, and so there's always a space for independent cinemas to see them at independent cinemas and stuff. But to actually fight against to try and get the genie back in the bottle, yeah. it's just a romantic notion. It's an old day that's disappearing that you don't want to disappear. Right. Um, that's just, like, you can't like, change the market. The market's the market. Right. And yeah. that's why I think filmmakers struggle because it, like musicians or artists and stuff, they see technology and it, it's exciting to them. And they go, how can we utilize this? Let's do let's do concerts streaming over the internet. Let's do sell tickets this yeah. way, and like they they take it, and I feel like they get excited by it. And how can they use it? Versus, I think yeah. a lot of filmmakers they just they're like, no, I, my film has to be seen in this medium. The only, Otherwise, the, yeah. the only thing when I when I when I sat back and thought about it and why it's so hard to change is, and now I know that the, I know when I say this before David and Nicole jump on me. Let me get through it because I I know what you all are going to say. But I think for a long time, a band can make a record with four or five people and maybe a mixing producer or a, a writer can sit down and write a book or a painter can do a painting. Back then, film, you needed thousands of people and you needed big editing machines like to get something done. So the fight, the reason a filmmaker kind of couldn't go out and just go, I'm going to make something of my own is the technology wasn't there. I don't understand the argument now though, because literally you could go out with an iPhone and, and make your own product. The problem is I think that filmmakers weren't trying to figure out how I can put this out and make money on my own. Musicians would do that. They would go, 
let's go. Well, look at the uh, coal miner's daughter thing. I mean, they went out and sold the record out of the back of their trunk. Yeah. Um, well, they, yeah, musicians have always been, yeah. You know, if on you the take, street. If you take the JCs and the, the Snoop Dogs and the Ice Ts, yes. they always want to be businessmen and entrepreneurs exactly. and make their own money and find yeah. a way to make their own money. Filmmakers always wanted permission. They always wanted to be accepted by Sundance, to be accepted by Hollywood or the BAFTAs, acceptance, acceptance. These guys didn't give a fuck about acceptance. You know, they'd set up their own labels. They'd set up their own fucking death row records. They'd set up their own shit. You know. You're absolutely right. I've, I've always said that I think one of the last <laughs> major movements that I've seen so far in my lifetime anyway has been rap and hip hop musicians. And I think it's because that, that class of people they didn't have money. Nobody was going to give it to them. And they went out and did it yeah. on their own. They made it happen yeah. on their own. And, and I haven't seen filmmakers do that yet. You know, no. I haven't seen no. the, the, the big movement. I remember, I, I mean, it happens every two or three years. All the independent filmmakers will get together and they'll be like, we can, now we can put it on YouTube. But I don't see 10,000 independent filmmakers <laughs> bringing all their fans together to build a platform and go, hey, if we get 20,000 people to watch every one of these films that come out, the filmmakers are going to make 100,000 each. And then, and then, no, they don't. Every week we get secularized and then, and we all go the same thing. I need that Sony distributor. That's <laughs> it. You know, that's YouTubers kind of figured it out. Yeah. YouTubers but, kind of. But it's like it you out. said with YouTubers. It's like you said, but YouTubers can be single individuals. They don't exactly. need a team as such. They're exactly. in the room with a vlog and a camera. They don't exactly. need actors, production design. It takes just as much work. People think it's the oh, know, they work their so fucking funny. ass off. I can't Absolutely. tell you how many people I've seen that are like, oh, they must, they're so lucky. It's so easy to just sit home and film. No, videos. it's not easy. I'm like, no. you need to be doing content every week, at least once a week, uploaded quality content that's interesting and everything and your brand yeah. and all that. It's a lot of freaking work. And we're talking about saturation. YouTube, you could say saturation, yeah. but people are still breaking through there. Oh, yeah. They only break through because of different, you know. Well, it's their it's their brand is is locked in, and they're interesting and different, and the consistency. There's so few people that have yeah that consistency. consistency as well. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and I would say this that that uh, I, I I don't I I can't prove this, but I have a little sneaking suspicion that filmmakers were a part of this. But somehow, all of a sudden, the word YouTubers was made kind of as a put down. Well, they're just a YouTuber. And it's like, yeah, yeah. but YouTubers oh, yeah, yeah. Are $3 million dollars a year now. Yeah. And they're working yeah. their ass off. Because if you don't believe it, go out there and try to you just try to do make it. some YouTube videos yeah. and yeah. see how much money. But there's a hell of a lot of snobbery in the, 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 the film community, incredible snobs. I watched something today, Indie Film Hustle. And Indie Film Hustle was talking about NFTs. I don't give a fuck if they hear this. No, hear this anyway. I don't give a fuck if they do. Indie Film Hustle were talking about a couple of guys that put their film on NFTs. And they were talking about, yeah, but they use as a quality film. It's not like trauma. We know trauma is like they make like Roger Corman B-movie stuff. When somebody makes B-movie stuff and they're kind of successful, I don't dismiss them at all because Roger Corman... It would. Francis Ford Coppola came out of Roger Corman. Fucking Jack yes. Nicholson came out of Roger Corman. Zero. But no, the way they were talking about it is that they're, they're, those basically, yes. that shit, I'll be going after you, probably do well. There's always that snobbery in the filmmaking community, and it's the same here as well, and that actually kills you in a way. It, can be, it makes you fucking small because you're well, not sure. thinking in every single level. I like people that make films... I, and I don't like superhero movies, but 
I would, I would, it would be horrendous if they weren't made. Um, and I like, you know, every sort of movie, whether it's a John Watts trash movie or superhero fucking movies or whatever, art movies, I believe in every type of filmmaker, you know, but the film community are very snobby and they're very slow to change and that's part of the whole thing, you know, yeah, they like don't want to go that road or this road, you know. It's like there's a backlash. They're very closed-minded, you know. Yeah. There, there's a backlash uh, on the, the whole Oscars thing, but I go, no, I want the Oscars to be we're trying to showcase maybe art films that the the general mass aren't seeing. But then I also go, but then why can't you include that too? Why can't you make it equal? Because there are times when I go, I want to watch uh, a Jerry Lewis pull my finger fart movie. And then I want to watch uh, something really weighty and, you know, yeah. Uh, my dinner with Andre, two people sitting at a table for two hours just having a conversation, you know. Uh, and at the same time, I'm kind of like you, David. I've kind of I don't know why I've gravitated toward documentaries. I've I've almost got Nikki hooked on documentaries now. Yeah, because half of them are better than half the crap that comes out on Netflix. Yeah, that one we talked yeah. about just before, but that one on Halloween. I mean, that was sort of a rebel way that they distributed it as well because. Nobody wanted it, and he just put it out in, like, the producer of that movie. just put it out in, like, one city, and then it blew up in that city, and then just slowly built and built. Yeah, and famous, Halloween. But yeah Halloween, that was the story. Nobody wanted it. Nobody was yeah. interested in it. Because if you look at it, it looks very much like a student film. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's what people like. Yeah. It yeah. does. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, yeah. I, but yeah. I, I have always been fascinated. Now, ironically, documentarists, if that's a word, or filmmakers who make documentaries. Well, you just know. invented that. No, yeah, it is now. You know, they kind of figured it out even before independent filmmakers, and that's kind of where Peter Broderick got his start, and he still usually works with documentary people, and they figured out, if I'm going to do a documentary on a chef, I can also incorporate, I can go to food magazines, I can get a cookbook there, and they figured out how to sell they made a whole project out of a documentary, okay? Filmmakers, we go, oh, well, I've got a T-shirt, a poster, and here's my movie, and I take it to sell let's, let's, Look, let's get back to the thing. Let's bring it back to NFTs, right? This is back to the thing, right? Okay, say, um, say in the next few years, um, you know, you guys do well, I do well, whatever, or we both end up fucking mental institutions, whatever. We, we, we won't talk about that because that's it's more likely. <laughs> <laughs> but, but see that happens. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. We want to try and keep our brand up here in case anybody wants to invest in this, right? We'll come in. We'll come in. Don't worry. But say we do well, right? Okay. I've, I've got, I've got, um, for the last while, I've got, I've got pieces of artwork that I've done on digital for a while. And I just done it for myself because when when I'm not making films, I always just want to create fucking something. Yeah. So I do doing shit, right? So, you know, I'll put my film stuff out on his NFTs, and I'm look. I'm not talking about next week. You know, expecting any results. I'm speaking. I'm talking about results over the next three years. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I'm a I'm a I'm a slow build guy. I'm I'm fine with that. You know. Oh, if, I, if I start I to build my work, and if you build, what you, you just said there. You, you, Keep, keep going, but yeah. you brought up a point I want to get on. Keep going, keep going. Though. Yeah, yeah. I'll be quick with us so you can, no, get no, it, you ahead. know. If I start to build my film work up and people go, all oh, right, what else has he got? Oh, he does some artwork. I'm going to yeah. buy that fucking artwork. 
doesn't matter if it's a piece of fucking shit because what art's subjective, right? And um, I'm going to buy it for fifty dollars. If you're growing, then you've got other these other areas where it's Mickey with music, whatever. Then people are going to buy it. They're going to want that. So in three years' time, if you have got a big, if you have grown a huge following, whatever, people are going to look for other shit that they can buy. Yeah. They're going to look for because I would. And you're if I right. See somebody that's grew. It's the only. You know, it's the only opportunity that I've seen that they actually have a, a potential to make money on it. So it's like you. You can actually offer them value in it, like it, it, it's That's different. The if they just buy a physical poster or a physical shirt, like could they maybe sell that in twenty years if you blew up and it's like a vintage thing? But I mean, technically, probably uh, not. You're gonna make money on it, but on this, I mean, it's. I it, saw somebody on OpenSea that was an artist, and they're not huge, right? And you can see the sales, and I saw that um, they sold the piece of art for what was it? Um, Somebody bought the piece of art for nine hundred dollars or something, right? And then I saw that there was a resale two months later for twenty five thousand. So the yeah. person that bought it for nine hundred dollars has made twenty four fucking thousand dollars in a couple of months. And this wasn't somebody huge. Yeah. So that's an incredible incentive for the supporter. For sure. You know? and, I, and also the create. So that is that to me that is insane shit. You know. Yeah. You know and where I think it where I think it might. You know, there, there's 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 a train of thought on NFTs that basically it's like the stock market. You decide if you're going to invest in this. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly like the stock market. But I actually go, I actually think it's a little more artist supportive than the stock market in this way. If I decide I'm going to invest in some huge company, I my ten thousand dollar investment. Is not going to the embitterment of that company. I'm just totally yeah. investing in it and it going, hopefully I can double my money. But I go with NFTs, while I know there's that aspect, there's also this other aspect where I see a lot of people knowing I can support this filmmaker or this writer or this painter. And I'm also making what I think might be a smart investment financially down the road. So it's it's yeah. almost twofold. It's 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 a it's more I agree with that. Yeah. personalized than just and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the start market, but I'm saying it's it's kind of like the best of both worlds in my eyes anyway. I think also also like the stock market, unlike the stock market, right? It's like I said before, if you invest in somebody and you go, I'm gonna buy a bit more investment in that person, right? Because it looks as if they're gone somewhere. And then you go into social media social yeah. and you see them on tiktok one night and they're on the streets gone fucking crazy drinking <laughs> go, oh i'm gonna sell i'm gonna sell I'm my fucking stock. More, <laughs> <laughs> but probably. then at the same time and then at the same time can you imagine right here's a poor dennis hopper i was gonna rap here i love dennis hopper right can you imagine years ago if nfts existed right and dennis hopper had a platform with his nfts to sell his fucking art and posters right and he can't get any work and he's in the mexican fucking jungle naked <laughs> And he's got his phone and he's off his fucking head. And this is true because that's what happened to him. He's off his head. Dennis Hopper's stocks are going to go down. Right? Everybody's going to sell his fucking artwork, whatever. But cut to five years later when Dennis Hopper is working in Blue Velvet and Dennis Hopper (laughs) is working in Speed. (laughs) But fuck you. (laughs) Because that's when artists are such, you know, volatile fucking, you know, unpredictable people that you're going to look. Uh, is, am I going to take my money? Am I going to take my money? But I like that. It's, 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 I love that. It makes it exciting. 
Yeah. Yeah. I hang on to it if people went nuts because it always that people love a good comeback. So I think yeah, exactly. Yeah. Invest yeah. when they are going crazy. That's the time to invest. I did like what you said yeah. though, is that it is the long game. That's what I always try to tell. Uh now again, I'm gonna qualify this. It depends on what you're doing. If you're making a YouTube video or you're making a short or whatever, and, and I totally believe it's so healthy to make content and get it out there. I was like, but then there's also this thing on the long game that I go, the career, not just that specific project. It's like, what are you doing? You know, where exactly. are where are you go? Are you looking at 10 years down the road or are you looking at just this? Because I go, if you're looking at just this, you'd be better off making a porn video and you can make the money just like that, you know. Yeah, versus yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you've still got to be ambitious and still got to build, you know. For me, I personally still want to get out there and try and make the best and biggest projects that I can do and make my own tiny projects, right? And But if I go out there and I get a big project and I'm, I've got my little projects online, that's going to fuel the little ones as well because yeah, people say, I can't get access to this huge one, but I can get access to these individual more personal stuff, yeah. you know, which is just as much a passion for. So it works both ways, whether you build online, whether you get industry work, whatever. It's, it's, it's not so much investing in the project, you're investing in the person, Yeah, you know. Yeah. The company, yeah, here all you know, the time. I, you know it, it fascinates me. And I've even heard this with as we've been dabbling in the NFTs and talking to people who've used it. You know, I hear all the time, well, how much money do you think it'll make? And I'm like, OK, if <laughs> you can't sit down as an artist, as no. we all know, no. let's look at Michael Chimino's Heaven's Gate. Look, if, if anybody could sit down and say, well, I guarantee you if I make this, it's going to make money, they'd be the richest person in the world. Hollywood, worth billions of dollars, can't even do it. You do the best you can, and you put it out there. And I go, the long game is, though, uh, how many – let's use Robert De Niro. Look at – if you just – if you could put 25 films together and go, that's the worst fucking actor on the planet, you know, <laughs> Grandpa – Four yeah. or whatever, and then you yeah. can put the others, and I go. But let's look at it overall. And and I always get fascinated that when I have young filmmakers, or I've got uh, some young guys who are actually going to school to learn how to be producers, and they're like, "How do you know what to invest in?" And I'm like, "If you go, you make the best decision, maybe financially, and go. I think this project might make money, but you can't." You can't guarantee it. You can't. <laughs> but this is the but this is the beauty. People don't have to risk investments here. Like if people are into what you're doing, right, and you've got a digital post or a digital piece of content, you can give twenty five dollars and always watch how things are gone. If the filmmaker's career has gone bigger, and then this is what uh, this this artist says. People, right? He says when he was putting on his artwork. He didn't want to put thousands and thousands of pieces of artwork, right? Because he yeah. thought, I may have thousands and thousands of people that will buy the artwork, but if they've all bought the artwork, then there's nobody else there to actually rebuy it. So he says, I want people that buy it to actually make money very fast. Really smart. So if he only puts out like 500 pieces, or 50 pieces, and he's got a lot of fans, he wants those first 50 people to make money, right? So that creates a whole, do, 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 you know. Yeah. Um, so what I'm trying to say is when you put work out, people don't have to be oh. risking their life savings. They can buy $10, $25. Yeah. And then if they see that they've made double the money, they're probably going to put $100 on. 
you know what I mean? Well, I, I, I absolutely love what you said about the long game because I, 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 the other thing, uh, the more and more and longer and longer that I'm in this business, I, 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 I still to this day, and I hear it every day at some point from somebody, if, people in the industry, people not in the industry, they always, always, always ask. I'm always amazed by this question. They always say, uh, when's it going to be done? Bert, you, and I, I always say to this, how come isn't shouldn't your question be is there anything i can do to help the project be the best it can be no because i always want to go where did that start why all of a sudden is everybody worried about a date i go what what is going to happen on that date like what like what like and i think about that with nfts because there was a i was talking to two young filmmakers who seen that we were dabbling in it and they were like look we're wanting to get on this and i was thinking if i could get it out by next wednesday and i'm like well what's going to happen next wednesday <laughs> and they were like well we want to get in on it and i'm like but what is going to happen on wednesday that's the, that's the loser's game of trying to make a quick buck yeah you know you don't I, I, you've not got a career then if you try to make a quick buck you've got to think of the long term you know um, yeah. that's there's no career in that that's just quite dry. you know me personally i'm gonna try and make a quick buck you know it's a long term so that in the next five years three five years i can start earning a living for us if it's a few thousand dollars a month a few thousand pounds a month the same as everybody earns on a normal job that's a dream but then it can grow it could be it could, it could end up going to twenty thousand pounds a month which it can then take 50 percent put back in the other projects do you know what i mean yeah. Well, I, I, I think yeah. I think hey, what to, to add on to what you said there, I think probably what it always comes down to is this. Uh, you'll always have that percentage of people that can just throw some shit out there and make a little bit of money on it. Or the people that make the money. Look, we, we were talking about the rap industry. Hey, Emily. It's not that those guys just figured out how to create their own record labels and put it out. They were putting out really good stuff. Too. Yeah, they were. Yeah, so yeah. That's why I, I and they were putting out the time MTV music as well and video and you know. Yeah, it's like you. It's still. It's like guys, you still have to put out good content. Like you know, it's still. <laughs> oh, it's still, absolutely. It's still gotta be good. Well, even yeah. more so because again, like I said, if I'm gonna buy a piece of art for somebody. Right. I want to check all the social streams and see are they on this every day? Are exactly. they pushing their life forward? Otherwise, I'm not going to invest in them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I expect the same if somebody's going to buy any me. You know, it's different when it's a contribution thing. You're buying a poster, but if it's an investment type thing, it's different. You know, um, what I was going to say before we think me back to NFTs in the sense that people still can't get their head around a digital file. You know, yeah. like um, they can't get their head around that. Um, you don't really need to get your head around it because it's already been proven that if somebody will pay seventy million dollars, there was a crypto guy for a jpeg right that he's now going to potentially sell for a billion it fucking works yeah. and it's scarcity it's done it's scarcity where people will see the mona lisa people taking pictures and phone pictures of the mona lisa does that take the value away it increases the value because it becomes more famous and more famous but we're living in a digital world now we're living in a world that is digital so a digital file that nobody else has got in the world is just as important if somebody walks into walmart and they're going to buy a box of fucking twinkies right you're just another fucking dude that's buying a box of Twinkies. But if you go online and you see that person, they've got a little blue check and they've got a million fucking followers. Oh no, they're different. The digital world is fucking different. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, you know, and well, the digital world is increasingly going to be the place the digital products and digital content, you know, 
it is, it is, it is, it is. I find it fascinating because of what, you know, you, we all kind of touched on this earlier, but I think that point is really driven home with NFTs is that a lot of fans, I'm going to take Matt Crabtree, for example. I love it that Matt goes to all these conventions and he's got like a hundred t-shirts, you know, of movies and stuff like that and posters and all that. And I go, yeah, but so does 5,000 other people. I was like, but yeah. if you could buy and own online that image, that's yours. It will always be yours. Yes, other people can take that image and all that kind of stuff, but you own it. You can you can put a portfolio up and go, I own this Michael Myers when he first put the mask on, these 12 seconds. Well, I was like, that's something as a fan that nobody could ever well, take. Well, you'd be the only person way. able to stand up and say that. Yeah. Put it this way. Here's a sim- here's a simplicity part, right? Somebody buys a crawler die poster that's an NFT, an original crawler die poster that's an NFT, right? right. It says, I own the crawler die poster, I paid for it. Some asshole is going to come up and say, I've got the same fucking poster that I copied and printed. Okay. Yeah. But the person that owns it is going to say, Show me your fucking, show me your blockchain token. That's right. It says yeah. that you own it. And that's also, right. good luck reselling that's that right. poster that you printed. I out. can resell that shit. Yeah. You, we, yeah. you can't resell that piece of shit. That's just a copy. You can't resell. Yeah. I can resell it because I've got the fucking right. proof. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to resell that, it now. And that is you what know. is yeah. beautiful about the NFTs is that if if somebody did try to resell it, it's so easy because the blockchain. It makes it easy. You you yeah. can you can look when you buy it. You see the ledger. It's and, secure. And if it yeah. doesn't go back to the originator of it, it's yeah. the transparency. Oh, so it's a fake. Mm-hmm. Right. It's almost like if you say, look, if you say that you're going to sell your film to people, right? You have to go in a room full of contracts and lawyers and shit, right? right? But if right. you say you can get a piece of this film, and all you have to go on is open sea, and you go there, there you go, you've paid for it. You've got a piece of this film, and if you want to sell it on, somebody else can buy it just to push you a button. That's that's the game changing thing. No, yeah. it, it, it's great. I, I love it. Uh, we uh, we we are actually. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to say dates, uh, but we actually are putting out um, the gifs uh, and the poster. Uh, we put out some gifs. We did our blockchain wrong, so we had to take them down um, because we didn't realize that. Uh, you have to go in there when you're selling it and say whether the person, you know, you have the option of going, we can sell it outright or I'll, yeah. we'll sell it to you. And every and every time you resell it, we get 10% of it. And we didn't realize that yeah. we have to go in and put that into the blockchains. We had yeah, to yeah, yeah. down real quick and everything. Because, you know, yeah. it's a learning curve. It's a learning curve like everything else. So this know, is what I'm saying. This is why we're having a discussion because it's a learning curve actually getting out there. And, and putting content that were, were at the early stages, you know, yeah. and the well, more that and, we share this stuff and go out there and try it, you know. The other big learning process that we learned is, and Nikki can do, uh, talk about this more than I can, is that you have to be careful because there's uh, there are always fees. And at one point we were like, well, we can put these out and sell these for like two bucks. And she was like, then we might end up owing money to the... Yeah, I, did, I had to do some research on like pricing when you're starting out basically and going, you know, I don't want to list it at some ridiculous price. Cause obviously I'm not going to get that. But they were saying, I forget what it is now, but the minimum Ethereum that you should charge to still make a profit when, when the fees come out. So it was yeah. like 0.04 or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of it is, it's, it's funny. Uh, and this will just be a learning process. Believe me in five years, 
uh, Bitcoin and NFTs and all that are just going to be, it, it's going to be to, to people younger than us. It's going to be the norm. Way the world. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But uh, people, I had two people reach out to me and they were like, why are you charging 14 cents for the gym? But in Ethereum, like, that's we're like. We're not. It's 0.14. And they're oh, like, they're yes, yeah. You're like, no, that's in $1,400. Ethereum, yeah. <laughs> no, but it can, you can see with dollars what it costs. Yes, you yeah. can see yeah. the, the, the dollar, and yeah. and for people that are going to buy, you know, some people, some I saw somebody in a YouTube video says, "I'm not going to put my credit card into that shit." You know, I don't know what that shit is, but you know, remember when the internet started, people didn't want to put their credit cards on any websites yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then even only about six years ago, I remember I was in Glasgow, and I went to buy a, a burger, and they says that you can swipe your card contactless. Yeah. Now it. Fuck off! I ain't sweeping no cards. <laughs> yeah. You know I do sweep cards. Hey, you, know look, you know. I remember, sadly, I remember when bitcoins first came on the market, and I was one of those people that were like, "I'm not, I'm not giving a hundred dollars for a bit." Right now, I'd be sitting on an island with fourteen gorillas bringing me gorillas. Yeah, like I would bring <laughs> the gorillas to peel me bananas and like. Hey, well, but that's for you. Yeah. I, yeah, and I just go. Uh, I'm not missing the boat on NFTs this time. I mean, it's it's no, it's proven. I'm missing the boat because like any way that we can. To me, look, it's like I done a video the other day. It's the final stage. We know that we can come up with an idea we know we can write a script we know we can shoot it edit it deliver it but there's always that side right how do we yeah solve the other problem i start it's, even if it's slowly making money in ways and the biggest incentive to give people is that the people that support you that they can potentially make money and if they're going to make money they'll they're going to promote you as well the more that you give incentive the people that support you the more that you can both benefit. That's the beauty of NFTs. That's what I see about it. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I like yeah. it. You know. Case in point, you know. I go. Uh, our fans have helped us raise the extra money we needed to. I go, but how great would it have been that instead of them getting a T-shirt or or Christmas ornament, which I'm glad that they love and they're going to have, if that would have been NFTs, they could have helped us. But also, I could be saying back to them face to face, "Hey, listen, if if this sells, you're gonna make some money too." Yeah. Like, like, yeah. not only did you help us, not only did, now you own a piece of this, and if it goes out there well, and it gets on Netflix and blows up, you own this, and you can turn around and sell it to uh, Joe Blow over here that that made twelve million Ethereum. That was the, that was the beauty. Of, um, is it I, I probably his name wrong? People. Um, the artist, right? Everybody check online. He's, he made seventy million dollars yeah. yeah, on a yeah. JPEG. When people put it for a dollar each, he says it was great that I seen some of my fans were making fifty thousand dollars, three hundred thousand dollars for buying something for a fucking dollars because they supported me for years. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, and then you go. He made money. He's made. He, he's going to be worth hundreds of millions in the next few years. So he's yeah. not worried well, about money. You know. Well, I'll tell you where uh, I'll tell you where it helps real quick, and then we can. We I can gotta go on. pretty quick because I got a meeting somebody. But um, okay, Nikki. Yeah. But if you guys want to finish up, no, no, you know what? Actually, yeah. we'll do a part okay. two of this uh, because I find it fascinating. Because I'll I'll end on this, and what we can talk about on the next one. Is yeah, there's a lot more. To there's this. always a part yeah. of filmmakers, to me anyway, that feels like you. Well, I got to go out there and do my little 
dancing uh, monkey thing and be like, hey, you is feel it, like a hustler. Oh, you do your like, bad dancing. Is it dancing gorillas like, now? Like, give me money. And I go, I hate fighting that. To where I go, I would be proud to go out there and go, hey, guys, buy this GIF. If you believe in me, I'm going to get this movie out there. Buy it. You can buy it for 100 bucks. It's going to help me. But also, I... Johnny, you totally should. If it blows up, you then will also make money, and I'll be proud of that then. Versus going, yeah. man, thanks a lot. Here's your Christmas ornament. I hope you really like it. I yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It, yeah. To yeah. me, yeah. it feels a lot better. It feels a lot Especially better. long-term supporters. If long-term supporters buy something that's at a reasonable price yes. in a few years' time that they could maybe sell it on and they can make, make some money, that would be, that make you feel good. Do you know what I mean? Make me yes, feel yeah. good, you know. Absolutely. I agree. You know. But before, right. uh, before we go, really okay. cool, again, um, so I'm Nicole Alonzo. I play Tank in Crawler Die 1 and Crawler Die 2 coming soon. If you want to see our um, work, you can go to CrawlerDieTrilogy.com. I'm David Wilde's little brother. Um, <laughs> he, oh, no, sorry. I'm Oklahoma's father. <laughs> that doesn't look too fucking credible, does it? <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, Okay, anyway, yeah, visit uh, com to see what we're doing. Um, uh, we've got some stuff coming out uh, little by little. We're proud of the project. It's going to be great. David, you're working on the last. Oh, crawl a day to crawl a day to follow there, you know. <laughs> All right, brother. You can, you can plug me the next one. You plug me the next one, okay? All right. All right. Okay. See you later. Okay, okay guys. Bye. Thanks.